Welcome, everyone. This is Seek Go Create, the podcast where we redefine success. We do that in leadership, business, ministry, just kind of mash all those things together. And today I've got a fun topic. Going to be really talking about, and this is like the, my title, Jesus Never Hustled, So Why Should we and I'm going to really dive into that a little bit more. I did a short reel or a, it might have been a short on YouTube not too long ago and it really got a lot of plays uh, for my channels and so I just kind of thought it'd be a good opportunity with the episode here, the time of year that we're in that I'll talk about in just a moment to go deeper into it. But first of all, if you're listening in on this and you're listening in around the time it releases, this is releasing at the beginning of the year, 2023. So happy new year. Hope you've had a great holiday season and I'm hopeful and excited about what the new year is going to bring to us and to you. And it's my wish, my hope that some of the things that we talk about today helps with that. This is a solo episode with just me on the mic. And uh, I'd like to ask a couple of favors. First of all, if you're really connected with some of the things we're doing here at Seek Go Create, reach out to us. Reach out to us and let us know some things that are impacting you, some things you agree with, some things you have challenges with. And uh, the big thing is go over to our website and opt into our email our email list so that you can get our weekly updates on things that are going on. And it's typically just me sharing a few things. Sometimes it's current about episodes and uh, we'd love to have you connect there. That's where we share a lot of things via our email list. So go to the website, seekgocreate.com, join our email list. You scroll down to the bottom of the page and just opt in there and you'll be connected and we can, uh, we can, uh, we can enjoy each other's company there via email. So Glad you're here. Let's kind of jump into this topic because this is something that I have been working with, uh, thinking about. It's kind of something I've been working on. It was part of the novel that I wrote that was released uh, in 2022. And it's just something that I think is important for many of us to kind of adopt this mindset. And uh, we do love for our episodes to be somewhat evergreen so that if you go back and listen to them three months, six months later, but I, I wanted to kind of put a timestamp on this one. I am recording this right around Christmas 2022. In fact, it's the Saturday before Christmas. It's Saturday morning. And uh, my wife is in the back of the RV right now. She's getting a shower. And as soon as she's done, we are going out and doing that fun thing that we all love to do, which is Christmas shopping. <laughs> and I'm sort of joking there. A little bit of snarky, cynical going on there. Actually, we'll, we'll enjoy going out because we're not, we're not going to be going at it uh, and just, you know, having to buy, buy, buy. But we're, there's a few little things we want to pick up and, and get. So it is a busy time of year for many people. And this is going to release, we're expecting this episode to release the first Monday in January. So we've got a couple things going on. It's, it's being recorded during what many people will experience as a very busy time of the year, the Christmas season, the holiday season. There's, there's the regular stuff going on with just business and work and things people are doing. Plus, people are trying to get things finished and finalized so they could, quote unquote, take some time off for the holidays and, and relax. I'm doing air quotes for those that may not be watching this and relax and just finish projects before the end of the year. 
And, and then there's just the added of all of the events and uh, things that are going on. You know, our family, we, we just had a little bit of an extra stress, pressure, just emotional and all that. My father passed away about a week and a half ago. And, and you know, there's just family things like that is just, it just makes things extremely challenging about this time of year. And one of the things I noticed was it was just, and, and it should be, not only just the fatigue of travel, and we were in Georgia at the time, and now we're back in southern Utah, but it was just the fatigue of the emotions. And there's just a lot of emotions that go on around this time of year, not, not just uh, things like that, unique things like a, a loved one passing away, but just all the extra stuff that's piled on. And then there's the new year. We've got our goal setting, our resolutions, the making adjustments to what we do, trying to take advantage of opportunities. It's finally time to get blank done now that the new year is here and it's an opportunity to make change. So this is a topic that I'll share with you that we're going to talk about here is disconnecting from what I call the hustle culture and connecting in to what I'll call the kingdom of God, way of doing business, way of living, which is a way of peace and rest. And if, and if I've just said some things there in this intro that you're going, what the heck is he talking about? Hang with me, because I think this is some of the most important things. The mindset that any of us need is, is the mindset of how we function and operate. And I will tell you that this is one of my big goals as I head into the year is to operate more at a place of rest and peace and still and quiet. And I want to be clear on this, not lazy, not laying on the sofa doing nothing. That is not what I'm saying here, but I've lived both lifestyles. We'll talk about that shortly. I've been the, I've been the hustle guy that's go, go, go. And I've also kind of operated over the last few years in just a little bit more of an at rest and peace. And let me just tell you, it is more profitable. It is more nourishing to the soul. It should be the goal and desire of anyone listening to this to operate in that second or that latter lifestyle or mindset. So that's what we're going to be talking about here is functioning and operating that way as we head into this new year or whenever you're listening to it, making that adjustment. And so I do want to say that uh, there's a few things that I want us to cover here. And this is just me on mic solo. So I'm just kind of sharing with you with my cup of coffee here. And I've got a book in front of me and I do have some notes in front of me that I'm reading from. I would like to do a few things here. I want to define these two mindsets or way of being. They really are a state of functioning or operating. And so I want to define them because some of you are going to go, wait, I didn't realize that I was operating in this way when maybe I should try to operate this way a little bit more. So we want to define it. We're going to look at the positives and negatives of each one of these mindsets or lifestyles. And then I really want to end up with some practical, actionable tips. You know, being someone who's a coach and I work with leaders and organizations, something that I'm just wired to do. I can't just really talk about a topic in general. I need to be able to share some ways that we can apply or put some of this in place. And it's kind of the way I like to do so that I can know what's working well for me 
And so I'm hopeful that I can share some of that with you. So that's what we're going to be doing here. So I'm kind of scrolling through to get to some of my notes. But the, before we do that, before we get into this, I want to address the title because it's probably something that attracted some of you. And then some of you are still perplexed and going, wait, what the heck are you talking about, Tim? And the title that I'm using is Jesus Never Hustled, Why Should We? So let me unpack that just a little bit here. I've just finished, my wife and I did a read through the Bible this uh, this year. This is the end of 2022 when I'm recording this. Just finished another read through the Gospels. And once again, I could not find an example of Jesus rushing, hurrying, hustling, or anything like that. He, we, we have the example in the Gospels. There are some examples of the time that was outside of his ministry, but most of the gospel was revolved around three years of his life that his ministry existed. And he was obviously teaching, sharing, bringing what he called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven to the earth and, and going through connecting, reconnecting us with his father, his heavenly father, our heavenly father. And then of course he had a very focused very important mission on this earth. And I think he knew what that mission was. And his mission was to go to the cross, to experience death, and then to overcome death, to be resurrected so that he could then go to sit at the right hand of his father, our father, so that we could then be reconnected with our creator. There's a lot more to that, but that's the general story of what Jesus Christ's mission on this earth was. And so I, I say that not lightly, because if there was anyone that had a very, very important mission on this earth, it would have been him. So you would think that there may be some examples where he would look around at the people around him and say, we got to hurry up. We got to hustle. We got to get from Capernaum down to Jerusalem, or we got to, we've got to really, really, you know, go fast. Come on guys, let's, let's pull up our, let's pull up our, uh, our robes here and let's get these sandals moving and hustle. No, we never saw that. In fact, it seems as if there was a leisurely pace about all that he did. And there were times that it from a map standpoint, didn't make sense that he went to this location, crossed over, uh, you know, the, the body of water to just cast out a demon. That's all that we see that he did there. And then he went back, you know, not like he was trying to, you know, sit down with Peter and John and, and James and the guys and say, all right, let's, let's map out our schedule here. We need to make the most out of it. It's got to be the most effective and efficient it can possibly be. We need to be in Jerusalem for the feast. And we never see that at all. Now, part of that may have been the culture that they were in, but I think, I think a lot of it could be some things that we could use as an example. So he had a clear deadline. And we we operate on deadlines, you know. I, did did he know it was three years? I don't know. I can't find that anywhere. But for some reason, I believe that he knew roughly what his time frame was. Um, we don't know that, but I think he knew he had a limited amount of time. He was focused. He was not lazy. He wasn't laying around, you know, streaming Netflix or, you know, on Sunday afternoons watching the Romans versus the Jews in the Colosseum games or the, or, the, or the battles or the sports of the world, anything like that. No, he was focused. 
He was focused on what he did. And I recently did a teaching on who he communicated with. He communicated with the sheep. He communicated with the wolves, the people that were taking advantage of the sheep, the Pharisees and the hypocrites of the day. And then he communicated with his disciples. And, and while he, he was direct a lot of times, he really exhibited a lot of patience. And so I, I think that's really important. And the big lesson that I think that we want to gather from what he did was he said this often, and it's kind of hard for us to grasp, but he, he was basically God on earth, but he stated that he only said and did what his father told him to say and do. And I think we could learn some things from that. But the reason I wanted to share that before I kind of got into some other things was so that you understood where the title or this topic originated. I can't find where Jesus functioned or operated with a hustle, grind it out, get up early, get all the stuff done mindset. Now, I'm not saying that they were lazy. I'm not saying that. But he never wore the hustle culture with a badge of honor like many of us have done. And so I wanted to contrast that and really look at the type of life that he led and look at it with the lives that we are leading now in, you know, the 2020s that we live in with all that's going on. So, and I do want to say this, this is important because some of you are going, hold on, Tim, are you going to talk about Jesus the whole time? Yeah, maybe I will in some ways, but not really. Um, If we, I am, and some of you are, are followers of Christ and followers of Jesus, and we claim that that is the life that we lead. We believe in him. We believe in what he did on the cross, that resurrection. We believe that. We accept that. Then we really should look at at the way he lived his life as a model. And so that's really one of the things we're talking about here. Now, if you do not believe that, you don't believe the cross stuff, you don't believe the resurrection, you do not believe that Jesus was the son of God, that's okay because you could at least admit that, that Jesus Christ was one of, if not the most, I believe, impactful leaders, people that's ever walked this earth. So therefore, you still can learn some things from the way he lived his life, even if you don't believe. I think you should believe, but even if you don't, if you don't pay attention, because I think there's some valuable things you can learn from this. So let's do this. Before we get going, let's do a couple of definitions and talk about the audience of who we're looking at here. First of all, I want to say that there's two types of people that we're going to group people together. I think we have to be careful grouping people, but we're going to go ahead and group people together here. And, uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to group them into two areas. We're going to call them the people that desire to achieve, accomplish, grow, and be all that they were created to be, whatever that means to you. So that's one group of people. And then there's the other group of people that they don't really care. <laughs> they just exist. They're just on this earth and they may have function and purpose. They just maybe not, they don't realize it. They aren't attempting to do more with their lives, to grow, to achieve and accomplish. And so those are two groups of people. The reason I wanted to distinguish those groups right here, right now, as we begin, is I'm not talking to that second group. I'm talking about the groups of people that really think they're put here for a purpose and that they need to lean in towards that purpose and achieve and accomplish something. 
Now, we talk a lot here at uh, Seek Go Create about redefining success. And I think many people, especially in these the culture that we operate in, they will really define success in some ways like how much money you make, how much stuff you have, what's your title, things like that. And that may be part of that group we're talking about here. In just a few moments, I think we're going to bust that up just a little bit, but that's okay. The other group, they don't care. They're just kind of hanging out, you know, living life, not really judging or anything them, but that's not really who I'm talking to here. I'm talking about those people that are probably many of you, if you're listening to podcasts or watching videos that are just wanting to do better, to improve, to grow, to uh, expand. And, uh, and so I wanted to make sure that that was clear. All right. So now that we've defined the type people that we're looking at, let's go and split them up into two mindsets. And here are the mindsets for the people within that group. And again, kind of generalizing here, which we need to be careful about doing, but we're doing this to simplify so that we can have some discussion about it. First group is what we're going to call the hustle group. And this group is all about go, 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 never stop. You know, they say things like, and I've said this, so I can say this, sleep is for sissies. You know, the earlier you get up and get started with your day, the better off you are. The early bird gets the worm. You know, if it is to be, it is up to me. You know what? I don't really put a lot of trust in other people because I know I could work harder. I can go faster. I could go longer than anyone else out there. And so I am part of that culture. And you know what? I'm going to get the job done. I'm going to go out and make me some money be successful, and I'm going to get up early and grind all day long. And we could keep talking about it, but I think many of you get the gist of what I'm talking about. And I know some of you are listening in going, wait, that's me. And I get it. I mean, in many ways, everything about our current culture wants to draw us into that mindset. Extremely busy, packed schedules, very little time to rest and take a break. And, and I know it, and I'll talk about this a little bit, I know it because I've lived it. Now, the second mindset, and again, we're just defining these, is something that we're just going to call, I don't really know how to define it, but we're calling it peace or being at rest. And you notice I slowed down my pace. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I'm doing that to emphasize the contrast between the two. And here's a little bit of a definition. Then I'm actually going to pull up a definition that I wrote in the novel that I released this last year in 2022 because I actually took some time to define this a little bit more. Peace is defined by something like this. I am created for a purpose. And my creator will lead me and guide me to that purpose. It's not all about me. It's not, it, it's not just up to me. I'm part of a bigger picture and I'm stepping into that assignment of that bigger picture. And again, I wanted to read this because I think this really helps understand what that mindset is. I spent some time, my main character in my novel, Coach, A Story of Success Redefined, has to go on a journey. And truthfully, he is someone that is moving from this hustle culture mindset. He's an executive you know, has the title, has all the stuff, but he's also operating a life of just, he's just go, go, go. Two, this is what he's learning right here. And I want to read this. This is, there's three acts 
that we look at in the in the novel. And this is the final one, the act of peace. I'm just going to read this before we kind of move on here. Peace exists when love and faith dominate one's soul. That allows an individual to abide in a place of rest. Rest occurs when there is no conflict between the spirit, the soul, and the body. Peace is not a place or an event, nor is it taken or earned. It is received. It is a state of being. Peace is rest. Rest is Sabbath. Sabbath is shalom. Shalom is peace. And then I want to read this. This is kind of cool. This is a confession that I wrote for the character here. I am at peace. I am anxious for nothing. I am content with my past and I do not stress about my future. I enjoy today and live in the moment. I live a life of Sabbath. Sabbath is not a day or time. It is how I operate. It is the state of allowing my spirit to be in control and forcing my soul and body to obey. I believe in God and I allow love to flow through me. Therefore, I am at rest. My life is a life of Sabbath. I live a life of Shalom. I am at peace. And that was from the book Coach, A Story of Success Redefined. So that is really how I define those two. And again, those aren't really clear, easy, simple definitions. But many of you listening in are probably going, ah, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm leaning towards this one or I'm leaning towards that one. And the thing that I want, want to convey is that I am moving towards more of that place of peace, but I have lived a life of hustle. And let me give you a little bit of background on that as we go into some of the challenges or the reasons why we should even consider this. And uh, my I'm wired to be a go, go, go person. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think those are the type of people that get things done. Those are the type of people that in general we look to to be leaders and to help with projects and to do things. You know, someone who is wired that way, they'll walk into an organization, a church, a company, a business, and they'll immediately be looked at, immediately be looked at as someone who can get some things done. And that is awesome. I love that. But here's what I also know is that in the 80s, that's the way I was. And, and I didn't really realize it because I was young at the time, but I was pretty much stressed out most of the time. When I was at Georgia Tech, I had a business that was on the side and I wasn't probably eating well. I was trying to do some health things just to kind of stay fit and working out and probably just to look good so that I can attract what was eventually my wife. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was hustle, hustle, hustle. I was bought in. And anyone who's old enough to remember the 80s heading into the 90s, it was kind of a hustle, go, go, go culture. And um, greed is good. You need to be going after the money. And so I was really bought into that. And, uh, and then I got married in the late 80s and started working corporate, and I was that way in corporate. And then we started a business on the side, and so I was working hard uh, in, my, in my corporate gig. I was working probably as much in my side gig, and I was go, go, go. And during the 90s, I probably slept on average three, four hours a night. And I was proud of that. I mean, I literally wore that with a badge of honor. And, and I mean, I, you know, my eyes were red all the time and we did pretty well, or at least I thought we were doing pretty well. And I, I lived variations of that way 
all the way up to about 2008 when we had the downturn and we had real estate companies and all of those disintegrated. That's a whole nother story. But that really began my journey of thinking maybe that's not the way to function and operate. And it's unfortunate that many of us have to go through a situation like that before we'll make a change. Otherwise, we just get in the habit of doing the go, go, go lifestyle. But let me mention a couple of challenges that I've noticed. Again, I've lived it. This is not me being judgmental. I'm not trying to beat up on anyone. If this is you, I'm just kind of observing some things that I know about myself and others. And and also, I want to say as a coach that works with executives and leadership teams and people that lead organizations, I can observe this now pretty easily in people that I interact with. And I've got contrasting clients that I interact with now. Some of them, they operate in this area of peace and rest, and some of them are hustle, hustle, go, go, go. And you could, it's such a contrast. So anyway, here's the challenges of that first, that first, that hustle culture. It's very focused on self. And, and, and I'll say it this way, it's almost as if you only trust yourself and you don't really put a lot of trust in others. Now, that's not always the case, but in general, the reason you keep going, going, going is because you don't really believe that there are others or a higher power that can step in and be part of your success and the success that you're working towards. There's a great possibility of getting into the mode of there is never enough. You get addicted to what I call more which I've talked about a good bit in the past, that if getting up at 5 a.m. and doing your hustle, hustle, hustle is, is good, then you know what? 4.30 might be even better. And you know what? 4 a.m. might even be better than that. And I'm not against getting up early and getting your day started. That is not what I'm saying here. I'm against believing that the earlier you get up is going to have massive change in the way we function and operate. I've gone through seasons where I've gotten up early. Now I'm in more of a season where I'm really liking as much sleep as I could get. <laughs> Maybe it's age. I don't know. Anyway, more, more, more. Um, and I'll tell you this, it, that hustle, I was in my 30s going into my 40s when I was really addicted to that. And my body could handle it. My mental state could handle it okay. But I'll just tell you, it is not sustainable. You cannot continue doing that. There will be some form of a breakdown that will occur. It'll either be mental, and we can talk about that more. I'm not an expert in that area, but, but mentally, just the fatigue and the exhaustion that occurs or the expectations that you have of what will happen by doing that, ex, that activity, it won't ever match up. You know, there'll just be this never enough type mindset. I think that is why mentally it can become a challenge. Physically, listen, I mean, you can't operate off three, four hours of sleep every night forever. Some people claim that they can. I think they're fooling themselves. I'm getting in the mode now where I'm measuring this a little bit more. And I can tell you my body likes seven and a half to eight hours sleep every once in a while, a little bit more. And, and so it's just, it's just not sustainable. And one of the things that I think is very important for that hustle type mindset for me and looking back is is that you're always living for the future you're always this is me may not be you but i was always functioning and operating that when i get to this place 
then I'll take a break. Or when I make X amount of money, then I'll take a break. When my business gets to here, then I'll take a break. And, and I want to make sure I'm stating this. I might have mentioned this earlier, but I do agree that there are times where we've got to bust it. I mean, starting up a company or when you have young families, we just spent some time. We spent the month of November with our grandkids. And listen, they've got a two and a half year old and a six month old. And you know what? There's a lot of busyness. There's a lot going on in their household and, and they're, they've got a business and they're working and there's a lot that's going on there. So there's, there's a lot happening there. So I'm not saying that there's not going to be times where we don't have a lot going on. I'm just saying in general, the state of mind we need to have. And so one of the drawbacks to that lifestyle is the addictive nature and also the always thinking in the future that something's going to change so that you can then relax, then you could be at peace. And what I'm going to contend and, and state here is that I believe we need to be in that state all along the way. Now, now let me also say that we have a lot of chaos in the world. There are a lot of things coming at us. So this is in no way saying that we're just going to be in this state of peace and zen at all times, never have stressful situations. Like I mentioned earlier, I've got a family situation where my, my dad passed. That is stressful. There's a lot of emotions involved with that. But those are the things of life, the mindset that we have, that we adopt, that, that Sabbath, that rest, that peace. That's the general state that we're in most of the time. And so when events come, when, uh, occur, come at us, or when there's chaos, we can deal with that and address that better. It doesn't set us off into some type of a tailspin or something like that. So peace, this is the tough thing about it. This is the challenge with operating in that mindset is we have to surrender. We have to trust and we have to give up control. And truthfully, it's trusting in a higher power, trusting in other people, trusting in things outside of our control. And I'll tell you, that is the struggle that I have had with it. There may be other things, but for me personally, it means truly believing and truly trusting that there is something bigger out there and that I'm just a piece of it and that I need to just do the things that I need to do and trust that everything else is going to come into play the way it needs to, that it may not look exactly like I want it to look. So that's the tough thing with this Sabbath or peace or rest is just we have to surrender and give up control. <laughs> so anyway, now now that we've kind of talked about the challenges and defined it, let's let's just look at, and we're kind of probably starting to get close to wrapping up here, but I want to look at just some practical how do we do these things. And I want to mention one thing, just kind of a story that's a background in our lives that kind of helped bring this home to me. We, at the time of recording and releasing this episode, we have been living in an RV motor coach for a, almost exactly four years. We, we moved into our RV at the end of 2018, early 2019. And it was a different lifestyle for us. It was very different. I know, so, I know many people think, oh, that's so cool. It'd be so neat just to travel around. Well, there is a lot going on with living in an RV. Like where we're at right now in southern Utah, it dropped down below freezing last night. And you know what? Our water could freeze. 
and we've got heat that has to come on, propane and things like that. So there's a lot going on. But when we first launched out into this RV life, we were in Colorado up in, up in the mountains. It was very cold. And we were going to a spot, in fact, the same spot we're at right now in southern Utah to start this RV lifestyle and just to kind of get used to it. And my style was typically go, go, go. Let's pack up. Let's get going real quick so that we could get to where we're going and then we can enjoy ourselves and have fun. Well, in an RV, you need to slow down and rest and not get impatient because I'm driving almost a 40-foot vehicle. There was, at that time, it was still a little bit snowy and cold. There was still some snow on the road. And this is what I've learned from RVing. I just need to slow down, enjoy the journey, be patient, not get in a hurry, not get in a rush, and just take my time. And I'll tell you, that is not the way I am wired. But I've learned a lot from that, and I've learned it just makes the journey, the journey of life, much more enjoyable. You see things along the way that you don't see when you're in a hurry. And I'll tell you that some things happen that I think when we're rushing along, we, we, we won't even allow them to happen because we're going along so fast. So my RV journey has been part of how I've learned to live this life. So pausing and resting, that's a big deal. So uh, I heard this quote, and I think it applies here, and it's kind of part of enjoying the journey. And I'll just read this quote. The goal isn't to take a lot of vacations. The goal is to create a life where you don't need a vacation from. That goes back to what I said earlier, that the hustle that we do a lot of times is hustle, 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 and I'm going to get to take a week vacation. That's where I'm going to rest. And then after the vacation, I'm going to go right back to the hustle. Well, one of the things that we've tried to do with our life, with just where we go and what we do, is to just live a life that's restful and peaceful along the way. We, we're, we haven't arrived at I, I tell you that I'm still working on it. My wife's probably better at it than I am. But... It is something that we are working towards. And as we start off this year, it's something that we're going to continue working on. So what are some tips? What are some ways of doing that? Let's finish up with a few of those. First of all, just look at your calendar. I could look at most people's calendar and I could tell if they're functioning in a place of rest or if they are go, go, go. If it is packed, if there's things every minute of the day, if you've got overlapping things, if you've got things that are right up against each other and there is no white space or, or quiet space in your calendar, there's a good chance that you are functioning in that hustle. Now, listen, I know a lot of your work, you've got busy schedules, you've got people that, that need you and, and, you, and you're in a role as a, as a parent, like I mentioned earlier, as a young parent, you've got, you got things coming at you, but there are ways that you can build in time to have rest and peace. And then sometimes, this is going to not necessarily contradict something I said earlier, but sometimes we need to maybe get up earlier or stay up later just so we can have some quiet and still, just so we can rest, be at peace, think. I think that's something that's very important. So anyway, first practical tip, look at your calendar, especially if you're listening to this at the beginning of the year and planning out your year. If you're packing stuff in and your calendar is booked, 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 
then in all likelihood, you are, are going to get into that super busy, super hustle culture. For me, this is just something that I attempt to do. I attempt to keep my Mondays and Fridays open for meetings. Now, not everybody can do that. I get it. I, I run my own business and company and do things. And then I don't like to schedule meetings early, uh, depending on which time zone we're in. In fact, I like to not have things scheduled before noon just to kind of create, do some things right and catch my breath. And I've noticed that that has really helped me a lot. Now, you've got to find the rhythm that works for you. And that may be why you need a coach or somebody to help you out with the best way to make your calendar and your schedule work. So there's some tips related to the calendar. And, uh, and then one of the things that you can do is, is kind of observed. Are you always rushing? Are you always in a hurry? Is there something that I like to call, are you scurrying around all the time? Always feeling as if you're behind. Well, then try to find some time to pause and do nothing. Pray, meditate, and really block out what I call external stimulation. And I'm sitting here at my laptop as I'm recording this. I've got my phone to my left and, and things like that. Just try to find time that you don't have any of that stimulation. It might be with a journal. A lot of people journaling because all you have is a pen and paper. I have found for me, I can't multitask when I'm writing. That's one of the reasons why I'm writing novels and things now. It just forces me to focus on that one thing. But you just need to find what it is for you. If it's getting in your closet and being quiet and still, if it's going somewhere, if it's, you know, getting up a little bit earlier for quiet time, maybe that's what works for you. I just know for me, and it's just my wife and I, we don't have small children around. I just need to build in time just to be still and quiet. So quiet time is important. Next thing, this is a big one for most people. Learn to say no. If you're doing this, if you're listening to this at the beginning of the year, look at some of the things you're trying to do and accomplish and see if there are things you could just pull away from your, your goals and calendar. Do less. In all likelihood, most achievers, people that are trying to achieve and accomplish, you have too many things piled on your plate. And to, to weed out some of those and to pull some of those things away would be one of the best things you can do. It just frees up the mind. It frees up the calendar, frees up space. So that's important. And then finally, this is kind of one of the last things is, who do you hang out with? Do you hang out with a bunch of hustlers? Are you around people that are quiet and still more than they are go, go, go? And I'm not saying just hang out with people and sit on the sofa and watch TV. That's not what I'm saying. There are people out there that are getting things done, but they're doing it at a pace that's peaceful and restful. And this is where I think you need to find things like masterminds, groups, communities, coaches. I'm a coach that can possibly help with those things. So who do you hang out with? Look around. If, if your friends, your, your associates, the people you're around, they're always scurrying and going, you know what? There's a good chance you're going to catch that and do the same. So be mindful of kind of who you hang out with and the people you're around. So those are a few, I believe, practical tips. But the big thing I'm, I'm really looking at accomplishing with this is just to identifying what's the mindset that you have. Are you functioning in that mindset of being a hustler? Jesus never hustled. Why should we? Or are you operating out of, peace of, out of a place of peace and rest and Sabbath? It is my desire for myself personally and for you 
and others that are around you that we have a peaceful, relaxed, enjoyable, productive. I expect that we're going to get a lot done, but we're going to be approaching this from a way, from just a, a, the way that Jesus did. I mean, looking at his three years, he never hustled. So why should we? I'm hopeful that this has been helpful to you. I would love to get your feedback and comments about some of the things we've discussed here, because I think for some it could be controversial because there are a lot of people that they worship that hustle culture. And what I'm portraying here is that I think some of us need to begin disconnecting and be more at rest and Sabbath. So I appreciate you listening in. Put comments wherever you're watching this. If, uh, if you're getting this on one of the social channels, on YouTube, definitely jump down and make some comments. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how this works out for you. Let me know how it relates to your life and, and what you do. And uh, listen, enjoy the journey with us this year. I think we're going to have a fun year for those that are listening to this in early 2023. I think there's going to be a lot of challenges, but we're going to have a lot of opportunities. And my prayer is, is that the opportunities that you're faced with, that you are prepared and ready for them, it's going to be your best year ever. We've got new episodes here every Monday at Seat Go Create. Until next time, continue being all that you were created to be.